Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. From Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. It's time to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where we are happy to be joined by Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford. JR, how you doing today? Doing well, doing well. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing all right. So one of the big pieces up at The Athletic right now is about how the June draft could ultimately affect the St. Louis Blues. What did you take from your conversation with Doug Armstrong? What do you think is going to be the biggest effect of that potentially? Uh, the biggest thing I took from him is he really said that it's not a concern. All the teams are dealing with this, and we all understand why. I mean, uh, you know, we don't need to say – uh, that this is just a completely different finish to the season and off season uh, because of uh, the pandemic. So as the league tries to figure out a way to, to get back out on the ice and then also not just that guys, but plan out the summer. The NHL off season is always busy going from the draft to free agency, uh, arbitration cases, so on and so forth. You know, how are they going to get all this done? Well, their idea is to take advantage of June being kind of a, a quiet month and uh, and holding the draft and getting some hockey coverage out there. And in terms of uh, the challenges, Doug Armstrong kind of spelled them out uh, in the article. It's just not going to give teams a lot of time to get things done in terms of, uh, you know, making trades, uh, getting uh, down to the cap. They don't even know what the cap is. So a, a lot of uh, things that they're going to be presented with once they decide uh, when they're going to get back out on the ice. JR, we're sitting here, it's May 12th, and we heard rumors a couple weeks ago that the NHL was looking to try to get players back into their training facilities, possibly mid-May, maybe towards the end of May. What are you hearing out there on the streets these days about the possibility of that coming to fruition soon? Yeah, Riv, I think it's all fluid, and you have a situation where they've uh, formed the Return to Play Committee, and Pierre Lebrun, if you follow him on Twitter, he's uh, tweeted that they were supposed to have a meeting yesterday. Uh, they actually uh, pushed it up to today, um, and they're meeting quite regularly. And this is a group of, uh, of people, including players, and uh, they are just trying to iron out all the issues that they're going to have with uh, getting back out on the ice. So, we, like you said, we've heard mid to late May. You know, now we're getting into mid-May. Uh, we've heard early June in terms of getting the players back to the practice facility. I would imagine that that kind of thing is, is still uh, on target. However, it could change in one of these meetings. So uh, they're just trying to do what's best and look ahead to see uh, all the challenges that they might face and address them as they come up with them. But uh, that seems to be the timetable right now. 
JR, the latest thing that I saw, it seems like the 24-team playoff appears to be the most likely scenario, plan, I guess you could say, that we have to discuss right now. What do you think about that possibility? Do you think that's the one that makes the most sense from your perspective? Yeah, see, I I have a hard time of, uh, you know, just cutting it off at the points percentage with the 16 teams and leaving a couple of those teams on the bubble. Uh, I think that... You know, teams felt like they had 10 or 12 games to play to squeak into the playoffs, and uh, obviously this was unforeseen. Obviously you deal with uh, the circumstances, but tough for me to see a team play 70 games and get squeezed out on, on you know, on, on a decision that they didn't even know was coming in terms of who would make the playoffs. So does it make it a little better uh, for 24 teams to make it? Sure, yeah, who can complain at that point? If you're, you know, one of those bottom seven teams, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And I think, BK, that report that suggests that also sets up well uh, in that those seven teams could have an opportunity to to get the number one overall pick. So I think everybody comes out uh, happy with that. The the thing it's going to come down to, is there enough time to play a a 24-team playoff? So uh, that does seem to be the the plan that's gaining some traction. But uh, as Pierre has reported a couple times here recently, he seems to hear a, a lot of different plans. Uh, people voicing different opinions on that. All right, JR. So a couple other things that uh, have been floating around, and I picked this up yesterday after the show, read it on uh, the wonderful world of Twitter. Uh, (laughs) Some of the proposals or some of the ideas that have been floated around for potential return, and I'm going to go through these, and I want to get your reaction (laughs) to some of these. I'm sure you've seen it, but the first one is that players would be required to wear full face shields, potentially modified to reduce the spread of droplets or, you know, anything like that concerning the virus. No fighting allowed. No scrums after whistle so the linesmen don't have to break it up. The coaches would have to be socially distanced from the players and wearing a mask and that wingers or forwards on face-offs would have to maintain two feet of distance uh, between each other in order to also respect that social distancing. And then the last one, no spitting on the ice or the bench. <laughs> Bill Daly said uh, flat out, he goes, we would consider anything uh, that our infectious disease experts would advise us uh, and kind of go from there. What do you think of some of these uh, these ideas, we'll call them, being floated out there? Okay, this is an answer that I haven't given uh, any thought to, so this, this is just going to be off the cuff. The best if, version of if, JR. Yeah, if this is something, if they have to go to those measures... Should they even be playing hockey? I mean, I mean seriously, I, we're talking about uh, no spin, two feet away, coaches distance. I mean, what is this going to be like, schnooks, where there's a plexiglass between the coaches and the assistant coaches? I, I mean, I understand that they're out $1.2 billion if they don't play. I understand they want to give out the, the Stanley Cup. You know, these, team, these teams and players have so much at stake. But to me, if you get down to that sort of nitty-gritty and think that you're going to prevent the spread of the disease, you know, by taking 72 different measures. I just don't understand uh, the point in playing. And as a couple players have said to me, what if you get three games into that playoff series and, you know, somebody comes down with it? Yeah, you can do a lot of things that can prevent this thing from spreading but none of it is foolproof, and what are you going to do if uh, one measure you didn't think of allowed this thing to uh, spread around the rink? 
Jer, last question that I've got for you is we're joined by Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and the Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford here on Ribs and BK and on 101 ESPN. How does all of this affect the futures of Jake Allen and Alex Petrangelo with the Blues? The money situation, what the cap could look like next year, the June draft. How does all of this affect those two players specifically in their futures here in St. Louis? Yeah, well, actually, in today's story, you touched on it. I get all my story ideas from Riv, and he brought this up last week, so I figured I'd uh, expand on it. Now, uh, we, uh, we we talked about at The Athletic how would a, a June draft affect uh, the teams, and, and I tried to lay it out in the article. It's just a situation where Doug Armstrong isn't going to know what the cap is. He's not going to be able to make any trades, and how that relates to Alex Petrangelo is freeing up cap space so they, they can sign Alex Petrangelo if the two sides can agree on a number. So there's a lot of ifs and, and buts there. Uh, but uh, having that draft in early June, it doesn't allow you, as Doug Armstrong said, to have that draft pick equity to kind of move some things around because uh, you're doing that before the end of the season. So um, to me, this is just really strange times in terms of how creative these general managers are going to have to be, um, not knowing the cap to try to fit the guys they want back under the cap. And obviously the uh, elephant in the room here in St. Louis is Alex Petranzo. So a a lot to be uh, learned, discovered, and, uh, and, and the GMs need to find out what's going on before they can even begin to make a decision on that stuff. He's Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic, and he joins us each and every week here on Ribs and BK. JR, always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family. We'll talk with you again next week. All right, send me some more story ideas, Riv. <laughs> Anytime, brother. <laughs> That's yeah. Jeremy Rutherford here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. He said something there that I want to get back to. If it comes to all of this, is it even worth playing the games? I want to react to that on the other side. He's he's Jamie Rivers, not Jeremy Rivers. <laughs> Jamie Rivers. I've been called that before. It's fine.